Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com. And discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, we got some sad news from Sting. An AEW debutant emerges as a legitimate draw. Tony Khan cannot be controlled. <laughs> and a missing AEW star finally returns. I'm Adam Wilborn. And I'm Andy Murray. And this is the news. Hardest news team in the game. Let's kick this thing off uh, by talking about Sting. He's retiring. Not terribly soon, but quite soon. He unpacked his plans on last night's episode of Dynamite. So obviously for Dynamite, there was a wheel here from Sting diagram. Mm -hmm. Diagram? (laughs) Poster thing that the AEW produced and they announced it and all of that stuff. And uh, yeah, as soon as that happened, a lot of people went, oh, he's retiring. And yeah, he is. Um, so he came out, he did an in-ring promo, name-dropped a bunch of people. I, d- I thought this promo was really funny. <laughs> yeah, I did too. Because like, he named people like Dusty Rhodes and Lex yay, Luger. Yay. And, and then uh, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I get it, I get it. It's like, he was just kind of like listing all of his can- I, I, I can friends. I can understand it from both sides. Like, he obviously, you know, did a lot of stuff with Hulk Hogan, but in the current state of affairs, yeah. it's understandable gets that reaction. Sting gets it as well. Yeah. He, he acknowledged it. Uh, Ric Flair name-dropped as well, obviously, what Sting's most famous opponent. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of that stuff. Uh, he mentioned his 2015 retirement, which he said didn't sit right with him. Of course it didn't. It was yeah. grim. Um and then he spoke of how he wrestled his first match for AEW at Revolution 2021. What a match that was. Sensational. And he's going to have his last match at Revolution 2024, which means we have about four months of the stinger left Yeah. in AEW. There was an angle later in the show, big brawl, Luchasaurus, Nick Wayne, that gang of assholes. Uh, yeah, poor guy. He's like 17, 19, 18 or something. But Christian Cage, sensational as always. He's just the best. Uh, you can't be losing your goddamn teeth when you're 17 years old in wrestling. She should have answered the phone, Andy. Yeah, she should have wore a mouthpiece. Unlike Terry Funk, rest in peace, <laughs> Terry Funk and Jay Briscoe. Yeah, legend. Terry Funk ain't wearing no damn mouthpiece. <laughs> All time great. Um, but yeah, there you go. Sad, bittersweet stuff. Mm. Uh, it's sad because he's retiring. It's but he's had such a fun run. It's the most good vibes, the best good vibes to minutes ratio in wrestling has belonged to Sting over these past three or four years mm. in AEW. Particularly when you consider that by the end of his WWE run, he seems so broken physically. To, to use your words, goosed. Yeah, he was goosed. He was absolutely goosed. His back was in a million different pieces. The idea of him wrestling again was ridiculous. And then he turned up and he took the powerbomb from Brian Cage. I remember the first powerbomb he took in the build to Revolution. I was like... Pardon me? I'll never forget that dive off the stage because I was like, okay, old man Aye. Sting, do you scorpion death drop and thanks very much. Jesus! The very first 
big dive he did against uh, the man of the year. It was like, what the hell? And he's done even bigger ones since then. So like, I've loved this thing, run. He's an all time great. Uh, he's a lovely man, and I'm gonna really uh, make the most of these last four months. Yeah, mixed them. Well, I say mixed emotions about this. Mainly sad, yeah. um, but mixed with. I'm glad he's able to do it on his own terms, and he's the thing that he said. You know, he said, "Oh, my, my first match at AW Revolution." I thought, "Oh my God, he's going to say full gear, and we've got less than a month." Yeah. But yeah. he said Revolution, so I was like, oh, "Okay, so we've got a bit of time to appreciate it, and uh, yeah, try and cram some good stuff in there beforehand." But yeah, I mean, obviously, what a legend! I just, I'm very happy that this is the retirement, like you say, and not the, the 2015 one, because it was just like, oh, it's like when any wrestler has to retire because of injuries, and you're yeah. like. Well, no, 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 because I didn't get to appreciate that that was the last one. Like, the the, the noise and the reaction he's going to get at the last uh, yeah. revolution is going to be insane. And he should main event that show. But let us know uh, down below your memories of staying, your favourite moments. Let us know how AEW should book his retirement as well. And whose last match should be Oh, against. yeah, here we go. We're, make, we're making our money's worth out of this. Sting's last opponent in Five AEW. grand this box cost. Legendary career, four decades, five decades. He will face... Dax Harwood! I don't know much about retirements. That would actually be good. Or, <laughs> alternatively, Sting versus Nick Jackson. Which would you prefer? Let yeah. us know in the comments below. I was hoping we'd get, like, Luther or something, <laughs> something strange. <laughs> anyway, story number two. We're going to feed him to Lance Archer. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but it was a great noise, a great crowd on last night's AW Dynamite, which has been a rarity, let's be honest, recently. But that was because of one new star of theirs, ah. CMLL star Mystico. Uh, he was obviously announced for a Rampage, that match against Rocky Romero, which has already happened, but he's going to happen on Friday night because of the weird way it works with tapings, tapings and what have you. Uh, but Dave Meltzer, yeah, sort of followed up on this and, and pointed out, it's kind of down to Mystico while they shifted so many tickets towards the end. Mystico, uh, Mystico posted on X? Nope, Meltzer did. Uh, <laughs> Uh, as of this morning, AW's show tonight has moved well over 2,100 tickets since the announcement of Mystico. Some of this is lowering prices, but every company lowers prices, if not sold out at the end. This is a noteworthy number, but also notable. Uh, Mystico's first AW appearance and being in Houston is a one-time thing. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you can argue, well, maybe people just were waiting for the ticket prices to drop and then they bought tickets. But They, they do that every week. Exactly, and it's never 2,000 yeah. tickets getting moved. I think part of this, there was probably maybe like a bit of movement for the Sting stuff as well. Mm -hmm. I but but like I I don't think people realize how big a draw Mystico is. Like this is a guy who, and keep in mind this is an objective award. It's not just you know people voting or whatever. It's numbers, so it's not made up. Uh, Mystico was the Wrestling Observer uh, box office draw of the year in like two thousand and six, yeah. right? And he was the box office draw of the decade based on the houses he was pulling in CMLL for that decade, beating John Cena, beating Brock Lesnar, you name it, he topped that list because he was legitimately pulling those houses. In Mexico, CMLL does create, I don't know what their numbers are like these days, but like in Arena Mexico, they're doing like tens of thousands yeah. of people multiple times a week. So this guy's a huge draw in Mexico. Um, clearly it's contributed a little bit here as well. Yeah. It's really cool. I think it's a really cool match for AEW to book. I might actually um, watch a bit of Rampage once. Look at this wrestling journalist <laughs> doesn't watch the show. Um, well, I don't watch the show, Paul. To be fair, uh, NXT. But, um, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it's a really cool match for them to book. Rocky's had a great year in CMLL. He's the perfect person to book against Mystico, yeah. who's also had a really good year. Is it saying pound for pound? That's the gimmick, isn't it, for it the is. match? Yeah. The, the double belt gimmick. Yeah. Um, a lot of people will rubbish this guy because he was the original Sin Cara in WWE. You're silly if you do that. Let it go. This guy's fantastic. 
I cannot wait to see the match. And, you know, my sources, you know, I've got my sources saying, my little words tell me that um, this is actually not going to be Mr. Go's only match in AEW. Do you know who he's going to face? Let's do the game again! Oh, <laughs> two for two, baby! The audience is fed up of this already, aren't they? Never. Uh, Alex Reynolds! Okay. All right. Pop, pop Alex Reynolds back in okay. the box, please, sir. Thank you. Cool. All right. Mr. Cole. Move on, I'm going to find his other next opponent, which is <laughs> Danhausen. <laughs> I'd be uh, that. Very nice. Very, very, very nice. Very, very, very nice. Very, very evil. Yeah, it works for me. Good stuff. Uh, right. Let's move on. Chris Jericho has said that Tony Khan cannot be stopped. Basically. Um, so <laughs> you remember last week, Tony went nuts on Twitter. Did he? I didn't yeah, notice yeah, yeah. that. Um, you, you, I don't need to go back over that. You know what happened. Uh, stuff. Um, Chris Jericho's commented on it, and he's done so via the messenger. Not an outlet I was familiar with, no. but they're look, Facebook Messenger. <laughs> they seem legit. I've done a, I've done a bit. I looked them up. Um, this, we'll say this for Andy. We are very specific with the sources we use on these news. There are some that we go, okay, I'm not using that. Yeah, I don't need to name them. Um, they just tweet bollocks. Yes, uh, they certainly do. <laughs> uh, Jericho. Speaking about Tony Khan, here's what he said. Uh, I learned years ago that bosses are going to be bosses and billionaires are going to be billionaires. Oh boy. They do be billionaireing. They do. Um, I've been working with billionaires for 25 years. At this point, you can't control Tony Khan. He's going to do what he wants and God bless him. He created this company. He runs this company. He also grew up in the social media era. Yeah. Which is key. Uh, he continued a little bit saying, I'm not going to tell him, put your phone away, because he's my boss. Say what you want, whatever. I think it'd be worse if I said if I said that stuff because I'm not the boss, you know? Yeah. Uh, Tony Khan owns AEW. He can do whatever he wants. I'm not going to tell him no. Uh, so Jericho's been a big time player for AEW since day one. He mm -hmm. still is today. He was obviously the first world champion. He's... um reported at one point to be quite a close confidant of Tony. Mm -hmm. uh, I assume that's still the case. Uh, so it's pretty interesting seeing him speaking quite freely about this. Um, but, you know, it, I think it's a fair response from Jericho. He's like, look, I, I can't tell my boss what to do. Yeah. Fair enough? Yeah, I think I think there's an argument to be made. You know, there was reports last week of people in AW being like, put the phone down, Tony. But also, yeah, Tony Khan, I'm sure if you knocked on his door and said, boss, you need to stop tweeting, he'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realise you owned this company. Yeah, 100%. fair enough. It's good to see, you know, it's good to see uh, Chris Jericho quite recently in the media getting really passionate about the topics that really matter to him. So, like Tony Khan tweeting, Flat Earth. He loves it. Let's move on to our final story. I'm not saying he's a Flat Earther, but you know, he did the podcast. But you know, <laughs> if the Earth was flat, it'd make it easier to travel to come to our show. No. Huh? <laughs> A really awkward segue that. Danny Boy's on tour, 21st of November, at the Mosaic Tap right here in beautiful Newcastle upon time. Technically we're in Gateshead, but still. Um, you can get tickets right now, whatculture.com forward slash tickets. Yeah, close enough. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to no. bring something like this to life. And yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend <laughs> that I don't right Hold now. it in. Hold and our current faves. And Luffy must have his due. <laughs> Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.
As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Uh, right, let's move on and uh, give you an update on Serena Deeb. We've been reporting recently, uh, obviously, about her having the serious disagreement backstage in AW uh, about her TV time, uh, r- rumours about a match being cut short and what have you. Sources do deny that within AEW. But she's back. She was backstage at Collision last week. This was reported by Fightful Select. Uh, it went down in Toledo, Ohio which uh, the uh, outlet reports isn't anywhere near where she should have just been visiting. So it wasn't just like, oh, this is a nice coincidence. Yeah. It appears that... Um, you should just drive to Florida for a quick... Uh... Yeah, don't just pop over. Yeah. Fences have been mended, is that the phrase? Bridges uh, have been rebuilt? Who the heck knows? Get her back on TV, get her back in the ring. I will say she also has been missing because of an undisclosed injury, so it yeah. could be something or nothing her missing. Um, no word, of course, when she's going to be back actually on TV. Fingers crossed very soon because she's just brilliant. Yeah, I don't really care why she fell out with management or whatever. I, I, I don't care. Just get her back on TV and in the ring because she's really good. It's not our business, That's is it? it? Yeah, like... Whatever. Maybe matches did get caught. Maybe they didn't. Yeah. I just like watching her wrestle. So yeah, she's throw her she, in the ring. She's great, and she's a lot more than a coach. Yeah. Nice one, WWE. Uh, right, let's move on to your questions. Sometimes we take them from eggs at What Culture WWE, but uh, the rest of this week we've been taking them from the YouTube community page. Uh, so you just go on there right now. There's still a thread. Took them from there yesterday. Take them from there today. We'll take them from there tomorrow as well. Uh, send us your questions on there, just like Powerhouse891. No word on whether or not that is Powerhouse Hobbs or not. Uh, but Powerhouse writes, bit of a left-field question. Do you think WWE and the industry in general would benefit from sending their promising NIL, next in line, uh, an unused talent on their 
their rosters, out for matches in the indies, building a relationship with places like OVW, etc. It would give OVW. the talent. <laughs> it would give the talent a chance to get noticed and for the NIL athletes to get some ring time under their belts and how to work in front of a crowd. I think that all all developmental wrestlers, be they in WWE where they're classified as such with contracts or AEW where they're, you know, maybe only wrestling like once a month or mm -hmm. whatever, young up and coming wrestler. Everyone would benefit from getting more reps and everyone would benefit from working the indies a lot more. Yeah. Um, even like prominent AEW players like Will Hobbs, like if if he if Powerhouse Hobbs was balancing his AEW TV stuff with like going out to an indie every week and just having fun matches, I think it would benefit even people like him a lot. Like as in like he's great already, but like you know he could get even better if he did that. Mm -hmm. um, and it goes all the way down like the NIL wrestlers. Some of them will never make it into WWE. Some of them will never make it to the Performance Center. No. Uh, but like green people who've not been on TV or have only been on TV, people who are less ahead than like a Hobbs or mm -hmm. whatever, who's a good example from AEW. Um, I guess Sky Blue, but she's looking really great recently. Yeah. So yeah, since she's been corrupted. Yeah, yeah corrupted. Uh, Nick Wayne's probably a good shout, but he comes across really well on TV as well. So I'm not sure he needs it anyway. He's done loads of indies mm. already. So yeah, I do think it would be beneficial. Yeah, I think WWE are very set in their ways, obviously, of like, no, 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 very insular, yeah. like, we just do, we work in the performance center and we, we maybe sometimes rehearse the same match week after week after week, and at best you'll work it in front of a crowd of your peers, but I think you're right, I think working out in front of a crowd, you know, getting the reps, A, is important, yes, as well, but working in front of a crowd, all you ever hear from, from legends when they tell stories about them starting out is like, oh, I thought I had this perfect gimmick and I took it out there and it got no reaction, and I had to kind of work it on the fly, or you go out there and you think you're going to get a certain reaction and it's something completely different or you go out there and you have this specific match planned out and you go it's not going to work in front of this yeah. crowd I think learning that rather than learning that when you're out in front of a TV audience is, is crucial I don't see it happening for WWE athletes but who knows maybe with this new Triple H regime we can hope there's a couple of nuances we should add not to drag this on and on but AEW does allow talent to work yeah. indie shows um, but they're quite selective and it could be that like I used Hobbs as an example maybe he doesn't want to do it yeah. fair enough uh, there's probably people like that who are in that situation. The second caveat is that we should mention that WWE working for other promotions doesn't usually end well for the other promotion. Like goes all the way back to the indies. Oh. The most recent example of them working with indies would be the UK scene. Uh, also their Evolve relationship. Where is Evolve now? Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, so personally, I. It would be good for certain wrestlers, but it's not something I want to see because I like a thriving ecosystem. I don't like the big companies gobbling the other ones yeah. up. And that usually happens with WWE. Look, I'm not being a hater. Some people will say that. It's just how it is. Yeah. Uh, next question today comes from Feathermore, who says, what do we think of Jay Uso being the one to dethrone Gunther? I feel like they want to strap Jay up sooner rather than later to recognize his merch sales and credibility with the audience. I could see him having a match for that belt, but I don't think he'll win it. He's not the guy, um, is it? It's, it's Chad Gable. Yeah, I think the 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 Chad and Gumper is the story. Uh, whenever you do that, be it Survivor Series, be it the Royal Rumble, be it Saudi Arabia in two weeks, that crept up. Uh, yeah. showed, so many shows these days. <laughs> uh, it's like uh, the Euro of WWE when they had a pay-per-view every two oh, weeks. No, please no. Wild, um, but good for the content. I think it, uh, Chad is the story there, and Jay's story uh, heading to Mania is probably Jimmy. Yeah, I, I think eventually they will strap Jay up. What title it would be? Maybe a push the World Heavyweight Championship. 24-7, bring it back. Why not? It's one of those, isn't it? That they, they used to be like, oh, world titles, yeah, you can have the mid-card titles. Yeah. Now it feels like world, well, Roman's world title, world heavyweight title, kind of right below that IC title yeah. with what Gunther's done with it, and then United States Championship a little bit lower than that. So it, I don't know whether giving him the US title would be enough in my eyes. 
Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe he wins, maybe he wins the IC title further down the line after Chad Gable's held it for a bit and uh, goes on. A, could be a fun Chad Gable heel turn, couldn't there? Yeah. yeah. He's a good heel. Yeah. A real annoying little twerp. But you're right. He's great. For the time being, he's going to do Bloodline stuff probably at War Games and then more Bloodline stuff at WrestleMania. Yeah. MS Voltus gives us our final question of the day. Thank you, MS Voltus, for this. Uh, good morning, Andrew. Good morning. Uh, greetings from Germany. Oh, guten tag. Uh, with the recent success of pay-per-views outside the US, Clash of the Castle, Backlash, All In, could WWE or AEW start an annual foreign pay-per-view that goes to a different city slash country every year like the Champions League final? I think the demand is there and, of course, not like the Saudi blood money shows. Nice. Yeah. Um, telling it like it is. Yeah, yeah. I'd be in favour of that. I like international shows. I like big, big, big international events. Backlash felt really fun. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we're biased towards the UK shows, but they've done a really good job of. James got in Australia. Yep. They're going to Australia too. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm in favour of this. You can make it like the World Cup or something. And you remember who won the last World Cup in WWE? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so you can do that again as well. Who won the two week mountain trophy? Uh, take it. The, the piss trophy. The frozen shard. The big of piss. piss trophy, yeah. yeah. yeah that was where he beat up uh, the OC in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. yeah. In Sa- in backstage yeah. in Saudi Arabia. And then he beat up AJ Styles in like two moves. That's a weird tournament. It's like, oh, cool, we got like Styles and Drawing. Oh, no, no, no. And like, what if Truth went on a run in there? Like, yeah, wasn't that much? Like half an hour long as well. <laughs> what is going on, guys? But um, yeah, I, I would be, I'd love to see something like this. Like you say, I mean, there's there's other countries. I mean Germany, for example. There's other countries that they they could go to. You know, obviously that I want them to go back to Puerto Rico. I want everyone to come back here regularly. Australia, yeah. And um, I feel like Germany would be great. Yeah, like, the, the just, audience there is awesome. If yeah, if their if their wrestling fan culture is anything like their football fan culture, it'll be the best crowd of the mm. year, hundred percent. Plus, have the Champions League uh, music because that's awesome. Why not? I like the. I'm partial to the old uh, Europa uh, Conference slash. Yes. Euro- oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, hey man! Oh no, that's different. <laughs> I should be the band or something. You should, you yeah. should, and you know what you should do? Check out this video. Peace. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll presents the Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray, and I'm Leah President. Every week, you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trend says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com. And discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. 
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.